Come with me, we're going to Silicon Valley. Moffett Field, Building 126, was a run-down, beat-up old furniture warehouse, a Quonset hut, I believe, technically, and it was, it was not the best of places. For the most part, the roof was solid, that was good, but a lot of the rest of it was sort of suspect, and you would go through the gate and you would come to the, to the warehouse, and you would see, immediately as you walked in, staring at you was the sage. The semi-automatic ground environment. A Cold War paranoia fantasy piece that was designed to stop missiles, or designed to stop planes coming to drop the bomb on New York City that was obsoleted almost immediately when it came online. There was off to your right-hand side, there was a portion of ENIAC, and there was a huge computer called Johnny-Ac that was right when you walked in. But the thing everyone commented on when they came, when they would first walk in, usually for the first time, they'd walk in and say, wow, that smell, because it smelled like old electronics. And that was the cool thing, was it wasn't just you were seeing this cacophony of computing in front of you. You were seeing so much, but you were also smelling it. It was a complete olfactory ideal that you were experiencing something very, very different. Because you got the smell. You had the sight. You didn't really have much sound, as it were, except for when the wind would blow, you would hear this great creaking. But it was it was an incredible space. And you would walk through. And I can still, to this day, remember the tour path through the two sections we gave tours of. And what was in that building was unbelievable as far as the history of computing. The history and significance of, of computing. Because you had ENIAC, arguably the first electronic digital computer in the U.S. You had WISC, Gene Amdahl, and his dissertation piece. You had SAGE. You had supercomputers like the 6600 from CDC. You had a Cray-2. You had massive numbers of, of machines. Unbelievable numbers of machines. You had an Apple I. We had... Robots, including for a while the test, both the hardware and software test beds for the original Mars rovers. We had the Rancho Arm, an attempt to make a prosthetic robotic arm. We had a hollow earth machine replica. We had the Power Samus systems used to catalog the flora and fauna of the British Isles. We had all of this in one place. And we got thousands of visitors a year in the old days. And this was probably the closest any of them ever got to these machines. Well, let me rephrase that. This is the closest any of them ever got to all these machines at once, that most of our visitors, in some way, shape, or form, had been involved in the industry, and that because of that, they had deep knowledge of one of them. And to be at that distance, at that close, closed distance, it really brought home this experience and connection and the people who came to the computer his the computer museum history center in 1999 2000 up through 2003 they were experiencing as close a relationship with the machines as they would ever have 
because the distance had narrowed. Most of these machines, the mainframes, the supercomputers, they were always kept at a distance. There was only a very narrow class of people who ever physically interacted with these machines, whoever stood on the same side of the glass as these machines. But here, well, there, they experienced them close up. And occasionally we'd catch one or two touching them because it wasn't museologically the best. This building was hugely important to the development of the enthusiast class of our supporters because it presented it so close, because it was such a deep personal connection between the objects and the visitor. And it's something we'll probably never be able to duplicate, and that might be for the best. Mm -hmm.